there, and welcome to the Fierce Authenticity Podcast, where I teach you how to decolonize your mind, break free from supremacy's internalized patriarchal conditioning, and have amazing relationships. It doesn't have to be one or the other, friend. You can have both. And my signature framework, Fierce Authenticity, shows you how. I'm your hostess, Sharani M. Fatak, and now let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for you to be here with me again today. And we actually have a live studio audience today that's here joining us for the recording. Community members are starting to join. And listen, friend, I want to tell you that if you have not yet signed up to receive my emails, what are you doing? You need to go to my website, click the link in my bio, sharanimbatuk.com slash connect and sign up to get my emails. Because here's the thing, friend, for season four, I am specially inviting only members of my email community. Um, They're the only ones who get this special invite to join me live as we are recording these podcast episodes. So hop on over, sign up to get my emails. I promise you, you will not regret it. And if you do, I will be happy to refund your misery because, you know, that's just how it goes around here. So with that said, we have our very first guest for season four, and I am really excited to introduce you to her because I just think you're going to really appreciate what she has to say, especially right now as we're approaching that time of year where we're starting to think about New Year's resolutions, evaluating how this year went, looking at what we want next year to look like. So Dimple is the perfect guest and expert to be talking to us today. So let me introduce her to you. Dimple is an occupational therapist, word coach, and author of her latest release, Word of the Year, True Stories About Intentional Living Using the Power of a Single Word, which is now available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And my friends, that is what I am excited for, is hearing more about that today. Dimple's life philosophy is rooted in good health and wellness, and she has dedicated the past few years to learning and understanding how profoundly words can shape our lives and boost our mental health. These days, Dimple is embracing the art of slowing down, creating deeper meaning and connections, indulging in simple luxuries, while also endlessly parenting her three sons. Now, friends, isn't that what we're all about here? And so without further ado, I would want to introduce to you Dimple Mukherjee. Dimple, welcome to the Fierce Authenticity Podcast. Thank you, Sharani. I'm so happy to be here and to be in your company. And I'm really excited about having this conversation with you, which came about so organically. It did. And I think you reached out to me in the spring and I was like, we're just winding down for the season. I was right in the midst of making that huge shift. And then you circled back around as you said you would in the fall. And then boom, here we go. This is what our podcast is going to be about this week. So I'm really excited. And Dimple, can you just share with us a little bit about yourself, introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what you're about? Yeah. And you know, this question I get asked all the time and every time my answer is different. So clearly there's like a pretty big answer to this very simple question. So who am I? I uh, consider myself 
a seeker of knowledge and I love learning and I'm a lifelong student. So I feel that that captures the essence of who I am pretty much. But professionally, I'm an occupational therapist. I still do work as an occupational therapist and I love writing. So I've co-authored two books and along with other female authors a few years ago and last year decided to take the plunge and author my own book, which is the book that you had mentioned. And I'm a parent and I am stepping into a second phase of my life, like the second spring. So that's a new thing for me, a new transition. And I am deepening, expanding, and I really love connecting with like-minded people and people who really value personal development and who really value the simplicity that life has to offer. And this year, my word is awe. So I have to share that. Yes, tell us more. Awe is, has been fascinating because I realized that all can coexist with grief, all can coexist with loss, all can coexist with fulfillment. So what I've learned this year, and, and I will be reflecting a bit deeper at the end of the year, so probably in December, what I've learned is that all has taught me the process, has really sort of enlightened me about the process of homecoming and returning to self. So that's that's been my journey this year with the word awe. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I have full body chills as I hear you say that this homecoming and return to self. Oh, let's just pause there for a moment. Now, isn't that why we're all here, right? To come home to ourselves, to let go of all the conditioning. Wow, we have a a participant who says tears in eyes. That's all we want. Systems and structures have conditioned us in such toxic ways. And we know something's wrong. Our bodies tell us something's wrong. And we just want to return that homecoming to ourselves. So, oh, I felt so important to pause there. Thank you for pausing there with me. Mm. There's so many things, what you said, because there's the, the ability to hold two seemingly opposite experiences at the same time like awe and grief, awe and loss. And before we go there, I want to ask you, what is your definition of awe? What has that word meant for you? That's interesting you say that because when I lead humans through this process of calling in their own word, I always ask them about their definition of their word. So to me, my definition of awe really is about finding the beauty in the everyday. And I think that our lives have become so fast that we miss the awe. It's not that awe is not around us. It's that we miss it. We don't see it. And so for me, that was really important this year. And it definitely happened. It definitely happened that the more present I was, the more I slowed down and that bio that you read is very recent. So really appreciating the art of slowing down has taught me more about awe. Well, and I think that's the perfect segue for us to go into the topic of hustle culture. Like you said that for you, awe is really finding the beauty in the everyday. 
And in this hustle culture that we live in, this toxic colonial capitalist, industrialized, like all the things, right? We have been conditioned to just be the cog in the machine and keep moving, keep doing the next thing. And always like the next goal, the next thing, the next goal, the next thing, and never pausing, never stopping, never enjoying. And then we wonder why we're burnt out. We wonder why our bodies give out on us. We wonder like all these things, right? How you get to the end of your life and you're like, what just happened to my life, right? And so I think that's such a beautiful segue into how the power of and and tell us more about your methodology. It's kind of like a multi-part question. Tell us how using the power of being intentional with our words, and in particular, a word as a guidepost for us, tell us more about how that really helps us undo the conditioning of hustle culture that supremacy culture has taught us. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to summarize because there's so much there. I started doing this practice myself seven years ago. And prior to that, I would try to call in a New Year's resolution. It didn't work. It's the shoulds. It's all the shoulds. It's all the programming. It's all the, this is what I should be doing. You know, when I graduated from university, well, I should be marrying, I should be having children. So I love that the word takes you away from that. And a word is really all encompassing. It doesn't compartmentalize your life. It's not just focused on your professional goals. It also encompasses, it's all encompassing. And it's meant to be an umbrella over all parts of your life and to just really ripple through all of that so that you're a whole person, you're integrated. And these aren't just parts of your life. What happens in one part of your life affects the other part of your life. So I love that about the word. I also love when I did formalize the practice, it's not my practice. I don't own the practice, but I did work hard at formalizing the practice because I noticed the more I shared this practice with other people, the more people were gravitating towards it and they wanted it the next year. They wanted more of it the following year. So it's really a very attractive part practice in part because it's also very accessible. You don't need a lot of things to call in your own (laughs) word, really. You could completely do this practice on your own, although it is more fun to do it within a community. And the reason I formalized this practice was because if we intentionally call in a word that word has more potency that word is more sustainable the word is more power because you put a lot of thought behind calling in that word so renee brown says this quote and her quote is that i'm paraphrasing in order to avoid burnout know your purpose and your values and Mm -hmm. to be very clear with those so part of the process of calling the word involves really sitting down and reflecting on the year that was calling in the year ahead and really understanding what it is that you want to call in and you're using your values and your purpose to form that decision and so for that i also think that burnout is very much part of the hustle culture it's very much part of the programming of the should so i feel that the word lends itself beautifully to really be more of a nourishing practice like the word should feel good in your body that's my litmus test so whenever people ask me well i got two words and i don't know which word to select my answer to them is sleep on it see how it feels in your body the next day. Mm -hmm. And the litmus test is 
with each passing day, your words should start to feel more and more like the word that is your word. So the stronger it is in that week, the better it is. Oh my gosh. I know our YouTube viewers and podcast listeners cannot see me right now, but I was literally throwing my hands in the air and doing a dance over here hearing you say that because this comes back to connecting with the wisdom of our bodies, connecting with the wisdom of our inner knowing, our intuition, which is One of those things, supremacy culture, hustle culture, they don't want us to do. And so they sever our connection or attempt to sever our connection. But our body is always speaking to us. Our body's always letting us know. And so as I'm listening to you, I'm just feeling it for myself almost as though you're walking me through the process. Like I'm feeling into the energy of that space that you hold for people as you support people in doing this practice. And it just feels like I feel a softening is what I feel. I feel a dropping into my body. I feel a getting out of my headspace and really getting in to tuning into my body's wisdom. You said it beautifully. And then just letting it arise from there. <sighs> yeah, I need to pause with that one. I'm like, wow. And and if this is just a podcast recording, Dimple, I am so excited for the ways your people experience you when they work with you directly to be led through these practices and to experience your facilitation. I just hope listeners, viewers, I hope you guys can feel into the energy that Dimple is bringing because it is the word nourishing comes up. We just want to be nourished. It's one of our needs. Completely. So big breath there. And I'm just going to turn it back over to you for whatever's arising. Yeah, it's something that came up for me also is awe. And I'm using awe as an example because it's my most recent word. Last year, my word was tend. And the intention for that was to tend to myself and to tend to sort of the dreams that I have ignored and dismissed. And It was the end of last year that I published my book. And so when you call in your word, you do have certain intentions for them, but the guarantee here is that your word will always show up for you the way you need it. Not necessarily always the way you desire, but definitely always the way you need it. So last year, Tend helped me do many things along with publishing the book. And this year with Awe too, as I'm talking about the homecoming piece, one of my unintentional, I didn't really consciously think about it, but was a desire to get to know a little bit more about my ancestral lineage because I come from a small community of India that is not well known. I'm Sindhi, my background is Sindhi, and my ancestors were part of the partition when India and Pakistan separated. So they had to flee their homeland, which became Pakistan and come to India. So really kind of digging deep into that this summer also felt so in tune with the homecoming piece of awe. So the, the word can go as deep as you want it to go, and it can stay as high up out of surface as you want it to, to be. So really is this beautiful practice, like you said, the softening the tuning into your wisdom of your body, the somatic work, everything. Like the word just basically is there for you 
and you think it's like your companion by your side for that year, which you can keep turning towards, keep turning towards. I've had people and coaches, my own coaches, turn around when we've been doing sessions and said, so what would 10 say or what would awe say about this? So these are like just some practical ways of how you can use your word, but there's also the deeper wisdom that your word gives you. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. And I love that question. It really hones in that guideposts piece, right? Like what would 10 say about this? What would awe say about this? And like you said, such a practical application of how our word truly does guide us in our experience throughout the year. And I want to say thank you so much for sharing with us a little bit about your ancestral lineage, because I've heard of the Sindhi community. And when they separated, no, let's get real. It was when colonizers came in and fucked shit up because that's what they do, because they are the ones who created that situation, right? So just keeping it real. Let's call a spade a spade. And then the trauma that we carry in our bodies as a result of that. Yes. And I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole right now. I want to stay focused on our word and how your experience with tend and awe over the past couple years was really about that homecoming. And in that homecoming, it was learning more about your lineage, learning more about your ancestry, learning more about where you came from and whose shoulders you stand on. That's just so beautiful. And I really appreciate the ways that you're speaking about these words, words like tend, words like awe. Even just hearing those words feels so nourishing because I'm thinking about the word that at the end of 2020, I heard one of my mentor and friends, Patrice Washington of the Redefining Wealth podcast. I was actually just a guest on her podcast earlier this year. And I was on a webinar with her and she said that her word that year had been obedience. And I was like, that's my word. That's my word for 2021. So I used that and like all sorts of amazing things opened up for me. And then this year, a new word didn't really drop in. And I was like, I feel like I need to deepen my practice with obedience, deepen my relationship. And then I'm listening to you speaking about it. And I'm like, oh, obedience sounds like more harsh. Not that I'm trying to do a binary, but I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, what would be a more nourishing word? Because this is definitely a theme I want to continue with. And the word devotion. So it's really cool because I've had, I've led communities, the live your word community, and I've had two members who had the same word. And it's really beautiful to see the variation and the similarities. And one of my absolute favorite things, I have many favorite things about this practice is connecting with people over their words. I love hearing your story about obedience and had we more time, I would have been asking you more questions about (laughs) what obedience gifted you and what obedience, how did obedience surprise you? And this is probably my favorite piece of the practice is really connecting with other people over their words. Mm -hmm. You know, imagine going to a dinner party and instead of asking someone, so how was your day? Which is all great. How was your day? What do you do? How about asking what's your word for this year? And just, watching that conversation go somewhere where otherwise wouldn't have. I love that. And again, such beautiful questions and questions that foster a deeper, more meaningful connection because we go out, we go to the dinner party. Oh, hi, what do you do? Like the first question we go to is always, what do you do? Well, no, what if the first question was, hi, what was your word this year? What has your word gifted you? How has your word surprised you? 
And I'll, I'll answer that one really quickly. I know you didn't ask and I'm going to answer it anyway. What my word has gifted me truly is the ability to be here with you today and to be with our community today. I'm going to start playing with that word devotion and live in vivo, right? Allowing the word to arise. I had a word in my mind and I was like, hmm, how can this be more nourishing? Oh my gosh, devotion, right? Like that's how this process and this practice works. Hello, folks. You are experiencing it live in vivo right now. That is how powerful Dimple's medicine is that she can literally hold space for me for five seconds and my word has arised. (laughs) So with that, It's truly gifted me the ability to be here with you to keep this podcast going. The podcast was conceived as a go, a divine go. I had no idea why I was talking about what I was talking about. I just knew that this is what I was being told to talk about, you know? And then um, how has it surprised me? Oh, in so many beautiful ways. Connections I couldn't have even imagined. Paths and roads opening I'm a recovering control freak, trauma survivor, so I want to know what all of the steps are, but they can't be the Ikea pictures because I can't put like Ikea steps together. I cannot read those pictures, but I want the whole step-by-step instruction manual of, of, okay, if I do this one thing, how's it going to look? What are all these steps going to be? And what I have come to learn and I'm still working on accepting is the fact that I don't necessarily always get all of the instructions all at once. I get the next right step or the next best step because I don't want to make it a right wrong binary, but it's like, what's the next best step? And then I take that step and then I'm pleasantly surprised. And then I get the next step and then I'm like pleasantly surprised. And that is how it has been for me. And it's also led me to finally owning my truth of retiring my psychotherapy practice. These are some of the gifts. And now I truly do believe devotion is going to be my word. I'm going to start playing with it, experimenting with it this year as it leads into the next year. Because when I can think of that word, I think it's going to deepen it even more. And it really brings the heart into it also. Because obedience is kind of, it feels heady. It feels like you have to be told something. It feels like I should. Yes, it does a little bit. And that's the word I needed the past couple years, right? So that I could really strengthen that muscle. And now I get to deepen. And I'm really loving this. Hey, friend, if you're enjoying what you're hearing and you want to get in on more amazing life-changing tips on how to show up as your most embodied and authentic self and still have amazing relationships, then come on over and join me in my free email community. As a bonus, when you sign up during season four, you'll get the opportunity to join me live for these podcast recordings, just like we're doing here, where you'll have an opportunity to ask me questions and get coached live by me, all simply for being a part of the Fierce Authenticity community. Visit sharanimbatuk.com slash connect to sign up. Again, that's sharanimbatuk.com slash connect to sign up. The link is in the show notes, and I am excited to see you on the inside. I'm wondering, what else would you like to share with us about the word, about the practice? Yeah, I... I'm going to share with you how you can start this practice if it's new for you. I can share with you how you can deepen this practice if it's not new for you, if it's something that you've done before. 
and I can show you how to live it, or I can tell you a little bit about how to live the practice. So yes, I'm finally please. at a yeah, I'm finally at a point where I have something for everyone, which I feel incredibly great about. So the first place I would say to start is to so read my book actually, and I'm not just saying that because. I'm trying to like promote it. <laughs> it's literally a great place to start. It's not an instructional manual. It's more stories of 11 humans and their beautiful words and how that word has come alive for them and how they were served by that word. And then at the end, there are some journal prompts that you can use to start the wheels churning a bit. So that's a good place to start. Another good place to start is on my website at dimplemukherjee.com. There is a word quiz. It's free. So I was actually going to suggest that to you as well. You basically go in and play with this word quiz. It takes literally a couple minutes. And at the end of it, it will tell you what type of a word whether it's an active word or a passive word or what kind of a word will best support you given the way you've shown up on the quiz and what's most aligned with your vibes. And then it gives you some examples of words that you can use to start thinking about. And it's a jumping point to get more ideas. So that's another place you can start and that's free. After that, I also have a call in your word online, do it yourself, self-paced course, which is eight modules. It's on my website as well. So you can go right into that if that's something you just want to do on your own. If this is being called to you and you just want to go right for it, you can do that. And then typically, and I will be announcing this soon, during the end of the year, usually in between the time of Christmas and New Year's, I do a live workshop. So I do a two hour workshop where anyone's free to join me. I haven't set the date for it yet. So I will be setting that and you can do it live with me where I basically lead you through the process of calling in your word in community. And it's beautiful. And it's been amazing because in the last few ones that I've been doing it, everyone's walked away with a word. So that's always exciting. And then there's the Live Your Word community, which I haven't run last year and I probably won't be running this year, but there is a Live Your Word community that will come back online probably in 2024. But for now, after everyone's gone through and called in a word, I also have a free Live Your Word journal. So it's a month by month journal that leads you through your word with some inspirational quotes and information and then some prompts and then an action step for the month with your word. There's what everyone can do because I love this practice so much. It is truly a beautiful and very nourishing practice and humans just love it. That quiz sounds like the bomb.com, y'all. So definitely go. Um, the link to Dimple's website is in the show notes. So make sure you go check out that quiz, sign up to get her emails also so that you can be notified when that workshop comes through towards the end of the year. And I'm like blown away at the resources that you are sharing with community out of the generosity of your heart and your love for this practice. And that is so shining through and I'm grateful that you were here today with us to share this practice, to share yourself, to share your medicine so that we could get to experience you. And Dimple, any 
Last words before we go into the Q&A. Anything you definitely want to leave people with? Yeah, first of all, I want to thank you for inviting me and I've loved having this conversation. So the one thing that I would love for everyone to walk away with is to be curious, to play with this practice and to just be open. And I mean, I could tell you right now that this is going to blow your mind and the beauty of this practice lies in its synchronicity. So be curious, leave your heart open to possibilities, big possibilities, and see where it takes you. Mm -hmm. I love that. Be curious and leave your heart open to possibilities. Ah, Thank you again. And now we're at that point where we open up to Q&A for our live audience who's here. And what I'm actually going to do is unmute everyone so that whoever wants to have the ability to ICTVO is on the line. Yeah, thank you so much for that conversation and that enrichment. And there's a couple of things that I'm trying to like really focus it in from <laughs> questions. <laughs> One is it really struck me that you work with purpose, values, and also some sort of somatic exercise. So there's a way that you're attuning the person so that the word that calls them is very clear and is very deep and is very integrated. It almost sounds like the word is the story of who the person is. So I'm curious what you think about the word and the story of who we are and who we're becoming. Such a beautiful question. No one's asked me that before. Thank you for that. So it's uh, the first I'm hearing of it, and I'm loving the framing that you've provided. You've given me information. (laughs) I can certainly see how you see that. It is a story of the person. And what I'm going to add to that, and I've said this before, actually, is that Eventually, when you continue with this practice, your words all tell a story of your life. So by now, I have seven words, and if I can recall them properly, it started with love, then it went into audacity, then it went to command, then it went to spirit, and tend, and awe, and flow. And when you look at all these words, they do tell a story about your life. They do help you to remember pivotal moments from that year, which I found. And then once you're done with your word, when your word is complete and you can set the time frame, so you can set it for three, I would recommend no less than three months. I call it a word of the year because that's typically been the practice, but you can set it for three months, you can set it for 18 months. A year feels good. And then once that word's complete, so when I formalize this practice, I talk about the four cycles of the word. So there's the reflecting, there's the calling in the word, there's the welcoming the word, and then there's the living the word. And then you start all over again with the reflection, the calling in, the welcoming, the living. And once you're done with the word, oftentimes I get the questions like, oh, I love this word. This word gave me so much. And I'm like, I don't want to let go of this word. And I always tell them, your word's not gone. It's like a favorite book that you have. You put it back on the bookshelf and you can call on it anytime you want. So I can completely see how a word and the person's story is connected. The only thing I would say is that as we continue to evolve and our stories continue to evolve and our words evolve, 
with us. So thank you for that. That's just beautiful. That's such an excellent question. And TiVo is really great at reflecting back to us our ideas in different words and helping us see things that we may not have considered. So thank you, TiVo, for that question, that contribution. And I love it. The story of who you are and who you're becoming. And then dimple your answer of really just flowing, right? Like being able to look back and see. And I think I recall reading something on your website, or maybe it was your social media, almost about how every word becomes a chapter in your story. Yes, that's exactly it. TiVo, anything else? Or we can switch to our other guest who's with us today. I don't think I have a question, but I just want to thank both of you for this. And Mm -hmm. TiVo, thank you for what you added to the conversation, because as you were talking, Dimple, the word that came up for me was unapologetic as something Mm -hmm. that is going to be so useful for me moving forward and really gets into my power at the core. But I was also noticing that because it is so at the root, there is so much stuff that comes up that feels like really big and really scary, but it still felt very freeing and liberating. And then TiVo, when you offered what you offered, I was thinking about it and I was like, well, I guess I don't want unapologetic to be my story. There was still a fear of not seeing others and that unapologeticness, which then led me to the word reverence, Hmm. which really just kind of fills me up inside and encapsulates all of the good, all of the bad, but with a deep respect for whatever comes through and whoever I engage with on the path that feels really juicy and exciting. So I'm grateful for what everyone shared because it's gotten me excited about that word. I have goosebumps. This <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. I really appreciate you sharing that. And I don't know if you noticed, but you're really insightful and you were quick to pick up on the fact that your what your body is telling you and reverence probably feels like a, a stronger word for you than unapologetic. Yeah. And I pick up that similar quality that I shared when I was thinking about obedience versus devotion. Reverence has such a quality of nourishment. That is what I felt into when I felt into your words. So thank you, Chastin, for contributing that and and helping us again see live in vivo how quickly we can connect or how quickly we can open ourselves up to letting our word land because it's here i get this sense that the words are here they're like waiting for us to invite them in anything else anyone wants to say before we wrap up our recording for today yes thank you (laughs) you're welcome another question it really struck me the choice of the word awe and also that it can hold anything and everything else For me, that's a full circle. And thinking about halfway is the positive, halfway is the negative, but a full circle is awe, it's anger, it's awe, it's sadness. And I also, so I'm somatically trained and I'm noticing that when you really speak the word, like you settle. And so I'm curious, even when you're settled, you have huge energy, but you're still settled. So it just sort of came to me that 
there's this distinction. I don't know if you've heard it before, aesthetic arrest. It's the opposite of cardiac arrest, right? So aesthetic arrest is that awe, you're just sort of taking it in and like you're so stable that you can take in something that's way bigger. So just. Wow. I'm like really enjoying these reflections. <laughs> They're so powerful. I have to say it and step into the call thinking I was going to walk away with these beautiful insights that you're teaching me about this practice and why I genuinely and just intuitively feel very drawn. A lot of it I still am uncovering, as I say in my bio, that I am still learning how this practice can profoundly change our lives. And you're just proving it to me and you're just giving me information. This is beautiful. It feels like a study group of sorts. But <laughs> so what I want to say about that, you reminded me of something that I didn't talk about. And I typically don't talk about this until I've worked through the initial process of calling a word, but I also think about the shadow side of the words as well. And that's something myself I'm still exploring. So as you're talking, I was trying to figure out, so is grief the shadow side of awe or is the grief coexisting with awe? Because when we look at the dictionary definition of awe, it does say there is fear. It can be associated with fear as well. And along with some different kinds of griefs, I also experience anticipatory griefs as my parents age. That's really been sort of like heavy for me. But at the same time, I am spending like beautiful, like consciously and intentionally creating beautiful moments with them to be present here. And just recently, I shared with them something because I was feeling this anticipatory grief. I asked them if they could write me letters, like if both of them individually could write me a letter and they're okay to talk about death. So I could do this with him, with them. And I find that that has so much like beauty and awe in it because I know when I receive that there's this moment of transcendence so I'm trying to figure out how the shadow sides of our words work with the coexistence of the opposites so there's some food for thought for all of us to take away but I loved hearing your insights and reflections on that so I don't know if there was a question there I had to answer hopefully I did <laughs> Um, but if I didn't, okay, great. But I also feel that because I've been doing this now for seven years, my choice of words have been becoming stronger and stronger and stronger. I recently led an in-person workshop. Yay, because I miss in-person <laughs> workshops. It felt so good and it was just a few weeks ago. And the words that came out of everyone was very, um, there were a lot of people with the word calm, a lot of people with the word peace. And then I shared my word and I thought that I have a couple of choices for next word, but succulent is one of them. And sovereignty is another one. And I shared that with a group and they're like, so we're noticing that you have all these words that are very just not your common words. And I said that I think with every year that you do this practice, you realize so much about the practice and what it can offer you. So today too, right here, we've learned so much about this practice just amongst each other. This is the power of being in community because this is one of the things that Fierce Authenticity really wanted and asked of me is to really allow the community to come together and participate and learn and heal and grow together because Dimple, you and I could have done this pre-recorded. We could have put it out there and we wouldn't have had our community coming together and, and contributing their thoughts, their words, their ideas. 
And That's Tivo, the magic. Yes, magic. that is the magic. Right and TiVo, I love, for those of you who are listening into the podcast, the way TiVo made his hands was like making a, a circle. And above the circle was, you know, one set, like maybe positive or the light aspects of the word. And then on the bottom half of that circle was the negative, quote unquote, or like the shadow aspects of the word. And so for those who aren't able to be with us visually on YouTube, that's what that looks like. And Tivo, I'm so glad you brought it up. And I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you to think about a word if a word drops in. And maybe you can share it with us before we officially hop off. But I love that you brought it back to that because it takes me full circle back to what we started with when I said, wow, that you can hold awe and grief, awe and loss, right? These two seemingly opposite experiences. And Tivo, that's where I think your circle is a beautiful visual for that because a lot of what I'm learning and doing in my work personally and how I'm teaching and facilitating is that it takes a lot of emotional maturity to be able to hold two seemingly opposite experiences at the same time, to be able to have the awe and to hold the grief, right? To be able to feel happy and excited for something and still feel really sad about something else, right? This experience, thinking about parenthood and you could be excited if you've been trying and trying and it's not happening for you, but it happens to your friend. You can still feel really excited for them and still feel sad that your own journey and experience hasn't brought you that yet. And lately I've been talking about it as the emotional maturity that it takes because we're not taught the skills. Living under the systems and structures that we do, we're not taught the skills because everything is so binary black, white, yes, no, right, wrong. You can either be happy or you could be sad. It's really about the both and, and the entire robust rainbow spectrum of everything that is in between. So, mm. TiVo, can I put you on the spot? Do you have a word that's dropped in? <laughs> yes, I had a word earlier and it transformed. So my earlier word, and you guys tell me if it makes sense to you, is this word, mythogenic myth make right mm -hmm. archetype and then it was like yeah that's like this fascination of mine but was it mean when i'm like living it and holding it and like it being me it's story so it's interesting <laughs> and for me it's that word is like yes let me be the story that i truly am and want to be and know i'm becoming and not the shoulds or the story that my ancestors would have to hold to be safe and survive. Mm. So it's like my story, like my bright, brilliant, magnificent story. Mm. So there's, you know, usually I don't think of story as like bing and energizing and like exploding, but that's the type of word that it means for me, story. Oh, that's such a beautiful word. And thank you also for sharing with us the evolution, how in just this short 45 minutes that even your word evolved. And I like what you said, and I, I'm missing the exact words right now, but it was basically about living into it in your body, feeling it in your body. Like I heard the embodiment piece, right, of this practice. And so Thank you, TiVo, for sharing that with us. And I am so excited that all of us on the line today were able to 
connect with the word that's here for us, knowing that it may evolve, it may grow, and that we now have some practices and we have received Dimple's medicine. And we can take this with us. And now, friend, if you are listening in and you're like, I want in on this, how can, oh my gosh, Chastin says, I feel life changed in an hour. Yes, that is the magic of what we do here, friend. And so if you are like, how can I get in on this? I want to be on one of these live calls. Head on over to my website, sharanimbatuk.com slash connect. Link is in the bio and sign up to get my emails. And if that's too complicated to remember, fierceauthenticity.com and scroll down to the spot that says get my emails and sign up to get these because I want to be in community with you. I want you here in the room with us live so that you can experience the transmissions, the medicine, the life-changing miracles that can occur in the short time that we gather together in community. So please, friend, come on over and join us. I'm seeing the thank yous. I'm seeing the head nods and the thank yous. So thank you all. Oh, I see. Thank you. This has been such a beautiful gift to be in community with all of you gorgeous humans. Yes. And so with that, my friends, we will be together again soon. Take really good care. Check out Dimple's work. Get on her email. Take that word quiz. Again, all of the links are in our show notes. They're in the YouTube description. What are you waiting for? Get on it. Let's go. I want to take a moment to honor the amazing team that helps make this podcast possible for you. Starting with our audio editor, Diego Velazquez, graphic designer and behind the scenes admin, Ana Olvina, transcript proofreader and editor, Vani Bata, show notes and blog posts by Bijana Sandich. Photography by Lauren at Radiance Studio. The musical track, Tropical Summer Beach by Alex Make Music on Pixabay. My husband, my family, my community, my higher power. And last but not least, I want to thank you, my loyal listener and friend, so much for tuning in. Ways that you can further support the podcast are by rating and reviewing Fierce Authenticity on Apple, sharing it with everyone you know, screenshotting it, posting it on social media, and be sure to tag me at Sharani M. Batak when you do, and making a one-time or recurring financial contribution through the link in the show notes. And remember, be sure to sign up for my emails and check out my current services, offerings, and ways to work with me over at FierceAuthenticity.com. I am sending you so much love, friend, and I cannot wait until we are together again soon. Thank you.